Welcome back. Glad to have you. Third hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Just for an example, as we went to break, we were talking about, uh, you know, social media. Uh, Instagram has one billion users, active accounts. Uh, TikTok has about the same. Uh, Twitter is, for as much breaking news that happens on Twitter, Twitter's only about 400 million people. Twitter's one of the smaller, actually, if you believe it or not. Uh, because it's it's more breaking news and more news media and such. It's not the it's it's not the we'll say the younger generation, so to speak, that is all over Twitter. It's they Instagram is all about posting and and being seen, and so is TikTok. And you on that's TikTok, lot, Bill? I'm on TikTok. Oh, you're a TikTok guy. I believe I believe I have an account. Yeah, I believe I have an account. I opened all that stuff years ago, as we started to watch social media platforms begin to grow. Uh, but Facebook is 2.89 billion people active accounts on Facebook. Two, I mean, so it's bigger than Instagram, TikTok, and bigger than uh, bigger than Twitter combined. So when you say Facebook is for boomers, no, it's not just for boomers. Everybody's got a Facebook account, and then you have a branch off account. But if you want to get the largest amount of eyes on something, usually it is it is Facebook. But then again, Facebook was purchasing, what was it, TikTok and Instagram. So I think they're all kind of combining things now. And you can link those accounts too. So that's the one thing I don't do regularly enough. I don't post to Instagram. Um, and I, I've, I've got an account. I have followers and such. But I have 20... 2,000 people or something like that, some some number like that over on Facebook. Uh, I think 25,000 total. Uh, but I think I've only got like 2,000 or 3,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, we got to get you doing the dances on TikTok. Yeah. Talk about uh, driving engagement. I'll tell you this. I have watched, when you flip through Instagram and you get down to those Instagram videos, um, some of the stuff's been informative, some of the DIY stuff. And like, where did hot women go? before Instagram and TikTok to do what they do. It where, where, what did what did women do? It's a great question. I mean, it was before I was I started to enter puberty, so I have no idea. Yeah. What did women with Padonkadonk do prior to TikTok and Instagram? That that's what I want to know. Did you just walk up and down the street just shaking your ass out the window? For anybody that wants to take a gander at it, I guess. I no idea. But now you'll flip through and you'll see Somebody in some country, you know, pulling an alligator out of a swamp. And then the next one will be some giant anaconda snake uh, with some baby pulling it across the yard. And then the next five videos are the video where they say, wait for it. And then it's some girl dropping a cloth where she's bouncing her butt across, you know, the room. Or some girl with massive, massive chestules uh, doing some kind of dance, not wearing a bra and just, you know, all over the joint. Uh, and it's, it's just dance after dance after dance, or it's choreographed. And by the way, the, the Christmas ones are starting to get really annoying because it's the same thing. Everybody's doing the same thing. Uh, but it, you know, before that, what did, what did hot women do? They were magazines, I think. I guess. <laughs> but now every, every girl with, with padunkadunk or, uh, you know, an amazing body is jumping on Instagram and doing some kind of a dance and getting as many followers as they could possibly garner, you know? 
That's on TikTok. I'm saying, <laughs> Bill, if you want to grow the audience, you got to get into the trends. Yeah, I'm. I, first of all, I'm, I'm not shaking ass. Uh, now, Ebo's on there all the time. Ebo and his wife. And Ebo is always either making food or flexing in front of a mirror. Most of, One the, of the time, two. flexing. Most of the time, flex. Every now and then, there's a cat shot. Just so people know, uh, he works out. He does work out. He and he's getting rather. He's getting gunnish. I give him credit. He's not the spindly, you know, uh, you know, scarecrow out of the Wizard of Oz that I remember from years gone by. He's 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 bulking up. So, but but then you've got you know, because uh, I know his wife had the knee surgery, and then you've got her where she's planking across <laughs> across the bench press, you know, or a, a bench. And doing like hip thrusts or something, and you'll watch it. It's like Evo's just kind of taking the video, and then it's just like comment after comment. You know, it's just again, hot woman doing some kind of an exercise, legitimately working out. But it's just you just on the other end, you just picture creepers going. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it just, it just do. I don't know what it is. It's all just guys. I, I I was in the airport recently, and there was just some guy in the corner just flipping through. And he he there'd be a DIY thing on. He's got one of these ginormous iPhones, and he's flipping through. He's got you know first of all, it's a guy installing flooring at a you know on the you know advanced film where they're flying through it, and then it's somebody tying you know a tying a knot around the cleat and you know a boat going by or something. And then it's like video after video of girls, you know, and it's not older women. It's these young girls. This guy's probably in his fifties or sixties, and he's and he just like pauses, and he just lets it play, and it's over. And over and over in a loop. And finally, he just wanted to nudge him and go, you all right? Did you have a heart attack on that one? You know? Oh, my goodness. So back to the point. Facebook is uh, is one of the larger ones that are out there. There you have it. Uh, 877-8676. But you can find me on Instagram. I am on Instagram. Track me down over there as well. I should, I should promote that, but I just don't. Because I don't do a ton of stuff on Instagram. Are you Maybe a big hashtagger? Um, if it's pertinent, if it's pertinent, my, my issue is that you start to get what I call overload of crap information of just stuff, you know, um, if it's, you know, like super wild card weekend, yeah, you know, hashtag it, whatever. If there's like uh, you know, Waukesha strong when, uh, the Christmas parade happened and the tragedy and such. Yes, I, I do all that. But otherwise, I don't do a ton of hashtags. Does that make a difference? No, not at all. I didn't think so. I Because I actually take, they have online classes uh, that I subscribe to for social media, for what to do. And, and I don't do it nearly enough, and I probably should. You talk about growing your audience and all that kind of stuff. And I don't mean to bore people, but it, it's... It is just, uh, it, it's, it's just so much that you're supposed to do to be relevant. And all you're hoping for, like many of these younger people are, and I hate to sound like I'm an old dude, but what you're hoping for is that moment. That one moment when something happens and you blow up. Because everybody is looking to go viral in a positive way. You don't want to be the guy that, you know, is caught off mic screaming, you know, racial things or something. You don't, you don't want to get crazy like that. You, that's not the way you want to be known. What you're looking for is everybody wants to go viral, either the girl that, find, that everybody just finds stunningly beautiful and suddenly she's got a million followers like a Kardashian, 
I mean, the Kardashians are a perfect example of it. They have made a living out of being social media people. That I mean, that because there's no talent there. There's nothing special there. It's just that's what they are, and people can't get enough of it. I don't know. You know? Have you watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians? I have not. It's kind of electric. Uh, I have. Uh, I would. You know, it's like stuff like that. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. It's it's non-reality crap. Unless there's a score and an outcome at the end of it, I really don't pay attention to it. That was me until I was forced into watching The Bachelor, and I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I would rather run out stark naked at Lambeau Field into the frigid temperatures and slam my appendage in a car door than watch The Bachelor. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Uh, 877-867-1670, Sam says, classes for social media sounds like a money grab by some scam artist. No, there's actual social media companies. There's people that represent companies out there and, and represent uh, my company. Uh, and this is all they do is follow the algorithms of what is and isn't being relevant in social media. Therefore, do, there, there's, there's a, a, a means to an end when you get into social media of what you're supposed to do, of weight that certain things carry, of response time, of all of that. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's all these algorithms that find out who is and isn't popular, what is and isn't popular, what is and isn't trending, and then it, it, it prioritizes it in a computer rhythm and, and pushes it out, uh, short of paying for it, obviously, and pushes it out. So that's... You study that, so you understand. You know, it's there's there's again, go like any game plan. There's analytics to it. You look for that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's do this um, before I bore you any more with all the BS that is social media. Um, Matt Lafleur, I want to wrap things up because Matt Lafleur was finishing up uh, as he gets ready to go out for practice. Bakhtiari, by the way, is practicing today. Just an FYI, but Matt Lafleur at the podium. Let's wrap things up there. Let's take a listen. Yeah, I'll leave that for another day. Greg Matzik. Hey, Matt, I know you spoke before the end of the season about, you know, the opportunity to get Jair and Zadarius on the field. It would have been great to see them take snaps during the regular season. You mentioned that. They didn't get that opportunity, obviously. If they are medically cleared, I know there's some hypotheticals involved here, but do you envision them regaining their usual customary role or do the lack of snaps and so many weeks haven't gone by is there an acclimation process for them to sort of get their feet back underneath them? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think it's going to be, you know, you, you, you see how a guy's feeling in game uh, if we get to that point. Um, but you don't want to just load them up and expect them to go out there and play 60 snaps. I, I think that's a little unrealistic at this point. But, um, you know, we'll see where they're at and hopefully – they can give us some contributions. Obviously, uh, the players definitely stand out. I mean, shoot, Jair had as big an impact in, in that first time that we played San Francisco as anybody on the field. So uh, to get those two players back would be a, a huge boost for our defense. Do two more, MK Burgess. Matt, uh, will David Bakhtiari be out there today, and, and what are you hoping for for him for the rest of the week? Yeah, he'll be out there today, and again, we'll just take it, you know, one day at a time, just see how he, he responds um, to to the load that, 
he gets at practice. Um, certainly, he's a guy that obviously he played at a really high level in his limited snaps versus Detroit. I, I was really impressed with his ability to go out there and. But, you know, ultimately it just will consult with himself and, and our medical people and, and make the best decision for us. And quickly, really quick, what's the status with Cobb? I know you said you guys were going to give him, you didn't play him in Detroit because you wanted to give him the extra two weeks. Where is he at? Yeah, Cobby's coming along great, and uh, he looks good at practice. So I would anticipate him playing in this game. And last one, Tom Silverstein. Hey, Matt. Uh, I think there were a couple times uh, Debo Samuel carried the ball against you guys, and I don't think he got any yards against you in the last meeting. What's uh, sort of advanced, you know, what has Kyle done with him in, in recent times to get him outside, and what's the real danger of having him in the backfield? Well, there's there's so many parts to that, Tom, in terms of, just uh, what personnel groupings they're in, and then all of a sudden a back's out wide, and um, Debo's in the backfield. Where does if they're in, uh, if we're in nickel defense, where is our nickel fitting? So it does create some some uh, obstacles for us to kind of work through defensively. But I think it's just like anything: the more reps players get, typically the better they get. And, uh, you know, him being a wide receiver and, and getting those carries throughout the course of the season, it's obvious when you, you cut on the tape what his playmaking, playmaking ability is with the ball in his hand. Um, he's capable of taking it the distance, whether it's in the pass game, whether he's getting a jet sweep, whether he's in the backfield. Shoot, you saw it last week versus Dallas, just the impact that he had on that game. So he's a guy that we definitely have to know exactly where he's at on every snap we've got to communicate well and um, we've got to make sure we do a great job of gang tackling of swarming he's a he's a very very physical runner that can break a lot of tackles and if you don't have multiple hats at the football uh, he's he's going to present a lot of problems for you all right coach that's it thank you all right have a great one guys there you go that was it just a couple of uh things before uh matt lafleur bails that's all she wrote 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddies, Dwayne's Cover It All. He's up in Wausau. And if you are looking, say you've got an office with a bunch of furniture that needs to be recovered, reupholstered, what have you, desk chairs, rather than going out and buying a bunch of new, send it up to him. He can take care of it, man. Great at that kind of stuff. And if you've got a boat, you've got a camper, travel trailer, you're looking for covers, you're looking for awnings, you're looking for something out in front of your business maybe, there is nobody better. Nobody better. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, Wisconsin's best canvas and upholstery, also boat cover provider. Follow them on Facebook as well. Call them, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. And also, if you're going to go out and watch the game this weekend, check out our friends at the Social House, H-A-U-S, West Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Great for watching sporting events. Uh, and they are expanding. Uh, if you've driven past there lately, he's putting the whole garage side in with the doors and such for the patio. Uh, so that way it's a, a year-round thing rather than just the patio outside in the uh, in the summer months. But uh, they are expanding their kitchen. They're doing a lot of stuff to the place. Really cool place on, on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Stop in and tell Dan Della and the whole staff we said hi. And by the way, Sunday morning, go in, get yourself a cocktail, free pancakes. I'm not kidding. Free pancakes with a cocktail. Oh, good stuff right there. Stay tuned. A lot more. Bill Michael Show coming up next. 
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Got Rob Reichel of Forbes.com and Conley Media coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk with him about what the Packers need to do to get a win and maybe some of the areas that he feels they're vulnerable in. That is coming up. Uh, This is uh, from uh, Cape Dave. Cape Dave, who says, uh, I'm heading to the game for the first time ever at Lambeau Field. Uh, Looking for the fun and excitement of tailgating. What do you suggest? Well, I get this all the time. And my first of all, I always say, walk around. Don't just kind of stick in one spot. Walk around because you got to enjoy everything that it has to offer. If you get there early, if you're and I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know if you're coming from somewhere in Wisconsin, or you live in Green Bay, or you're flying in from Costa Rica. I have no idea. So if you're getting into town the night before, try to get yourself uh, a tour, or try to get yourself over to the pro shop, um, into the Hall of Fame. Go look around. Go enjoy that because there's just so much history there. But on game day, I'm telling you, with all the way around the whole complex, walk it. Go to Kroll's. Eat some chili. Go down the street. Tailgate. Go over to Stadium View. See what that's all about. Get your picture taken in front of the giant Lombardi trophy. Walk up and down the street. Listen to the bands. Have a beverage or two. You know, walk through the parking lot. See all the different tailgates and the way people do it and all the different fare. And be friendly. Tell people where, where you're from. Say my first game ever, you know. And God knows Packers fans are fantastic about, you know, come on over. Great to have you. Here's the, and they'll give you advice. Here's what to look for. Here's what not to look for. Here's what to do. Here's what not to do. Here's what to remember. So anything and everything. Anything and everything you can possibly do, do. But I, I don't know where you're coming from, so... I mean, if you're getting into town, say, tomorrow, I mean, then there's a lot more to do. You can do so much more up there. So, anyway, but uh, best of luck to you, man, without a doubt. Uh, This is from uh, Ulysses, and he says, uh, what scares me is the pass rush in the front seven of the 49ers. They could have Aaron Rodgers' number, and all they got to do is put pressure on him once to knock him out of a game. Thoughts. Uh, That's exactly what James Jones talked about. You know, now we don't know – if Warner's going to be there, they're a Mike side linebacker, and we don't know if Bose is going to be there. But I'm going to, if I'm Matt LaFleur, I'm preparing as if they are because this is a big game. They're going to do anything and everything they can to be back. Okay, so I'm preparing as if they are going to be there. And when you talk about Bosa and Armstead, DJ Jones, you know, uh, all that, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, who I'd mentioned, when you got all of that, coming at you man that's you know you have to hope that if you're if you got billy turner back if you've got bakhtiari back if josh myers is back you got to hope that they're up to the task 
and uh, they're able to move these guys out of the way and uh, not put Aaron Rodgers in harm's way. And then obviously the best news is is that Aaron Rodgers back at practice yesterday, back at practice today, you know, and he's he's practicing on that toe, and he says that toe is is fully healed. He's good with it. So that's that's some of the best news because that makes him more mobile and gives him the ability to scramble and such. So uh, to me, I mean, it's not – their secondary's banged up. So I'm not concerned about the secondary. What I'm concerned about is will Aaron Rodgers have enough time in the pocket to set, or at least scramble lanes to set up for whatever is downfield and therefore able to deliver the ball. Because if you get him off of his mark and you continually pressure him, then it changes. You don't have a downfield threat. It's a lot of short dink and dunks trying to pick up first downs in that manner. But that's that that that's the only thing that I would say. If, if you have a legitimate fear, that's what it would be. 877-867-1670. Phone lines are wide open. If you want to chime in, feel free. Feel free. Coach Eric, uh, he says, uh, hey, unit, love the program. He said, what about the run game? How would you use Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in a cold-weather game? I, well, I think this, this is – you run them the way you've always run them. You kind of stick with the hot hand. But what your, what your perfect case scenario is, cold weather, you get off to a fast start. Aaron Jones is so good at blitz pickup, so good at catching the ball in the backfield. Okay, Obviously, running the ball is, is solid, but you use him. You you mix in A.J. Dillon to give them that, that pounding situation to where he starts to wear on them a little bit. If you're up by a couple of scores or three, that's when you use A.J. Dillon. You know, and you're not going to use him all the time. Don't go, you know, dive left, dive right, and then, you know, all of a sudden third and long, and then you're, you know, passing complete and you're three and out. Don't That's not what you do. But you keep him in to keep them honest because they're going to pay attention to A.J. Dillon and running the football, and they're going to watch him. So he's going to, at the very least, free some of the safeties and the coverage, maybe even the middle linebackers. But if in third and short or second and short situations, it's all about down and distance, if you can have him grind on them a little bit, man, it gets really cold. When you got a bruising back like that that can pick up first downs and keep you on the field even longer and get some sustained drive. So that's that's a perfect world right there. Uh, let's go to Dave. Dave, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing? Bill, how you doing? Good. Um, you had a caller a couple weeks ago, and after your show in the afternoon, I listened to a little bit of 670, the fan out of Chicago. And they, you know, they want to bring up this analogy about the last 35 years how we've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks but only two Super Bowls. And they've mm-hmm. had one in, you know, 35 years. I just, the analogy I have is let's say that you and your buddy, you're each married 35 years. Okay. Now you're, right. you're a Packer fan. Your marriage is just great. Just absolute marriage bliss. You know, you can't wait to see right. each other when you get home. You, in the bedroom, I mean, it's like, right. how are you looking? You know, now the right. bear fan his marriage is, you know, they argue all the time in the bedroom. It's, you know, he's got ED, she's overweight, that whole thing. You know, um, I guess the difference is we, you know, even though we've only won two Super Bowls, we've been, you know, we've enjoyed the 35 years. You know, we've had a lot of winning versus the losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I No, I agree. Look, when when they say it, 
or Detroit says it, or yeah, Minnesota exactly. says it. Look, hey, what, what happened was <laughs> when, first of all, when they say it, I said, well, how many of you won? Oh, that's right. By the way, you have it. Secondly, <laughs> when, you know, so that that's always my argument. And secondly, right, yeah. what happened was Tom Brady skewed the curve. All right. You know, I mean, if Tom Brady is like everybody else and wins one or two, it's a moot point. But because he's right. got seven rings, well, because they've had Hall of Fame play, you should have as many as Tom Brady. And, and, and Tom Brady's an anomaly. Right. Nobody right. has done that in the yeah. history of the game. So you can't sit there and say that that's what you should do. You know, because right. there's only a couple of quarterbacks that have more than two. So exactly. I, that that never bothers me. It, it, it's I, I, I want to see, I think until... You know, Brett Favre had a chance to win it in back-to-back years, and they took the Denver Broncos very lightly, and, and they got and beat. They and, they and in 2014, the Packers should have ended up in a Super Bowl, and they made their own mistakes, yeah. and they didn't. And, and until they get back there, that will forever stick in our craw. But for right. the most part, we shouldn't have been in NFC Championship games because the team got willed there basically by the offense and by the quarterback. It's the quarterback play that's kept us relevant when your right. team didn't have a quarterback, and it proved and showed it because you just sucked for all those years. That, that, that's exactly. what it comes down to. Yeah. You know? That's my point. And, and anyway, uh, Ernie was wondering how you liked his baloney. So. <laughs> yeah. Ernie, anytime you want, you know, Ernie and Veronica, anytime you walk up on a Friday night, that's Ernie's pickup line now is how do you like yeah, my baloney? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. It has a first name. It's. Well, I can't wait to get back. Hopefully, we yeah. get back there in the summertime. We do a little bit of riding out there. Appreciate yeah. the phone call, man. Thanks so much. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Rob Reichel. Uh, Forbes.com, Conley Media. He's going to join us. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Stuff. 877-867-1670. Kind of a a uh, a wild <laughs> description before from our buddy from uh, Viroqua. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, glad to have you on board. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's go back to the phones and uh, talk to our guy on hold on the hotline, our, our buddy Rob Reichel from Forbes Media, Forbes.com and Conley Media. Rob, how you doing? I'm great. How are you doing, Billy? I'm doing well. So this matchup coming up, uh, I think pound for pound, the Packers should win the game. But are there reasons you feel the Packers might not win this contest? Well, spoiler, first of all, I I think they do win the game with you, Bill. I'm like thinking 31-20 or something like that. But but to your question, yes. You know, there there are three or four reasons to to definitely be concerned. I don't think it takes, uh, you know, somebody with a – laser sharp Aaron Rodgers like memory to flash back to two years ago, Bill, when San Francisco ran the ball for 285 yards, four touchdowns and, and ran the ball on 42 of 50 plays against these guys in the NFC championship game. Um, they, they still have most of the pieces on, on that ground game together. Uh, it, it's a dynamic offensive line bill. They've got a really good young 
uh, rookie running back in Mitchell. Uh, Samuel, I think, is third in the league in in yards per carry here over the second half of the season. He's going to probably get eight to ten touches out of the backfield, Bill. Um, and then they're more dynamic in the pass game than they were two years ago when, when they beat the heck out of the Packers in the NFC title game, Bill, with, with Samuel and Ayuk and Kittle, and they actually have some depth now at wide receiver. So, I, you know, I, Bill, I, I think they're more dangerous on offense even than they were two years ago when they beat these guys in the NFC title game. You know, number two, I mean, Kyle Shanahan knows every single trick Matt LaFleur has up his sleeve and vice versa. Um, but, I mean, Shanahan's terrific at what he does, Bill. And, um, you know, I, I expect him to be, you know, clearly on top of his game. Um, I, 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 by no means am I saying there's a coaching advantage here to San Francisco. I think it's a push. But, but I'm, I'm just telling you, if anybody knows what Matt LaFleur is up to come Saturday night, it's, it's a guy like Kyle Shanahan. And then third, Bill, you know, their, their biggest thing is going to be obviously the, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, to keep the ball away from Aaron Rodgers, to, to, to slow down that Packer offense. And, and they are absolutely perfectly equipped to do that. They are, they are 100% built to do that, Bill. They rush with four. Uh, they consistently get home. You saw them. You saw him sack uh, Dak Prescott five times last week and knock him down 14. They get after people. If, and I fully expect Bolsa to play and be cleared uh, from the concussion for this game. Bill, they can, they can drop and cover with seven. They can throw all sorts of different looks at people. Their secondary is much improved from when Green Bay saw them in week three. So they are going to pose some problems on, the, on that side of the ball. I, having said all that, though, Bill, um, you know I do think Green Bay – has has probably a, a deeper roster, better personnel, and the gap at quarterback between Rodgers and Garoppolo should be should be pretty large and allow Green Bay to win the game. I uh, I think defensively speaking, this team has to in some way, shape, or form set a tone. And the only concern I have is that Joe Barry goes back into that soft zone coverage in which we've seen uh, whether it's a guy like Kittle or a slot receiver or even Debo Samuel if they get him in the right situation exploit the middle uh, that that to me is the biggest concern other than that I don't have a huge concern I guess maybe outside run game if they get around the outside they don't set the edges and but that's more like just stay in your lane type of thing than anything but it goes back to what Matt LaFleur said coming out of the Detroit game where guys need to do their damn job and quit worrying about everything else that's the way I see it yeah, I, I mean, Bill, I, I think you're undervaluing just how good these guys are in, in you know, in the ground game. I think they're about 160 yards a game here over the last six, seven weeks. Um, they can dominate the ball. They can dominate time of possession. Um, even, even in that Rams game, Bill, two weeks ago where these guys were down 17 nothing, I think they had a drive where they ran it like 11 times in a row. They're, they're not going to deviate from what they do, and they, and they can completely control – clock tempo and 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 really bill just kind of the emotional level of a football game they can take the crowd out of it they can completely deflate green bay on defense if they can control the ball and the clock i mean you you know nothing takes away a team's manhood more than knowing what is coming at you and and you still can't stop it and that's how, that's right. what happened two years ago when Petten and that defense went out to san francisco they knew these guys were going to run the ball every single time but Bill, it was almost like in, in you know when you watch a high school football game or or a University of Wisconsin Badger football game at times. Everybody knows, you know, that Braylon Allen is getting the ball and they still can't stop him. And and that's what happened two years ago in that game. Um, 
Green Bay, Bill, typically, you know, wants to only have six, six and a half, seven in the box. They, they have the lowest average in terms of what they commit to the run game in football here this year with, with, with Barry. It's, it's like six and a half men per play. I think the league average is a little over seven. Uh, Bill, they're going to have to put seven in the box consistently, even bring up a second, you know, bring up a safety and go with eight at times. I, I think to slow this group down because it, it's an outstanding offensive line. You know, Williams is, you know, a, 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 a what, eight, ten time Pro Bowler at, at left tackle. Mack, the center, is terrific. Tomlinson is outstanding. Bill, they're, they're so good on that offensive line. Uh, you know, you, you could go run for 75 yards. And, um, <laughs> And 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 that's going to be the key to this whole thing, Bill. Because if they get it going early, if they jump out to a ten nothing lead, and and Green Bay's got to play from behind, and and now Rodgers is sweating it a little bit, and the Forty ers get the ball back, and they can kind of control uh, game clock management, things like that, and and have you know kind of kind of kind of play from the lead, Bill. It's a much different game. If Green Bay can strike early, Bill, and and get up ten nothing, let's say the other way. And now Garoppolo's got a chase. Then I think Green Bay's got a chance to run away with this game. But if the 49ers strike first, Bill, and, and they play from the lead, we might be looking at a field goal game late. Um, that was what I was going to ask you. So the other aspect of this, and when I started to read what can beat the Green Bay Packers as special teams, and when you take maybe a field goal to win this game, uh, what's your level of confidence right now? Well, the good news for Green Bay is San Francisco's almost as bad on special teams as Green Bay is. <laughs> So, you know, if, if Green Bay can get a push in that department at this time of the year, um, you know, that, that's a win. And, and th- this is a team they've, they've got a chance to do that against. They, they struggled on special teams all year, much like, much like Green Bay did. You, you saw them get beat last week on, on the fake punt in, in the Dallas game. Um, I, I mean, Crosby, to me, is, is, is not the issue. He's, he's been traditionally outstanding in the postseason. I wouldn't worry about him. Uh, whatsoever in this football game, I would be more concerned, you know, with with allowing a big run, uh, putting the ball on the ground in in the return game. If you're Green Bay, that I, I think the good news for a lot of Packer Nation who is who has had it with Amari Rogers at least for this season, Bill, is Murray Drayton pretty much eliminated him in the discussion last week from you know kind of the return game. I I don't think you're going to see him with the ball in his hands on Saturday night in the return game at all. And I know he makes a lot of, a lot of Packer fans nervous. I, I Bill, it wouldn't shock me at all if, if they go the veteran route there and, you know, Randall Cobb's the guy on punt returns. Maybe they don't even try to return a kick. Uh, maybe, maybe the guy they brought in a few weeks ago, Moore is the guy, but, but I, I don't think you're going to see Amari Rogers and, and then again, on the flip side, the good news for green Bay is San Francisco just isn't particularly good in the return game either. So, Bill, it, you know, this doesn't at least appear on paper to be one of the games where, where Green Bay special teams are going to bite him in the backside. Uh, so w- when you talk about Matt LaFleur knowing Shanahan, vice versa, these two guys, who has the edge, do you think? Now that now that LaFleur has finally gotten a win over Shanahan, do you think LaFleur with this team has the upper hand or do you think Shanahan still has a far deeper quiver when it comes to the bag of tricks that he can fire off? Yeah, you know, I, I would call that a push, Bill. I, I, I think I think it's pretty even. I, I know I know Lafleur obviously learned a lot from Shanahan through the years, and at, at times was an understudy to him, and and, and and things to that effect. And and obviously Shanahan got the better of him twice back in in 2019 when when it was Lafleur's rookie season, and 
including the, the pummeling in, in the NFC title game that year when it was 37-20. But, but, you know, Green Bay's got the regular season wins each of the last couple of years, Bill. It, it, it's kind of leveled off. Um, it, it, at the end of the day, Bill, this still comes down to personnel. Um, I think Green Bay's got a little bit better of personnel. I think the fact it's going to be ridiculously cold that, you know, they're going to have 80,000 people screaming for him is, is, is going to be worth a lot. Um, and then again, Bill, like I touched on earlier, I, I know he has struggled immensely in the postseason losses that they've had since the Super Bowl. Um, but Aaron Rodgers specifically is, you know, he's worth a touchdown at least over Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, right there, I, again, I, I think the rosters are pretty comparable top to bottom, Bill, but but I think at the end of the day, Rodgers is worth at least a touchdown over Garoppolo. And in theory, anyhow, that should be the difference in the football game. Now, again, Rodgers has not been good. He hasn't even been mediocre or average, Bill, in, in the overwhelming majority of their playoff losses since 2010. So they need him to completely ramp it up and, and play like an MVP and play like the Hall of Famer. He's going to be here down the road. And and that really, Bill, if, if that doesn't happen, then, then we probably are talking about a night where Packer Nation is going to be disappointed again. Rob, before I let you go, who you got in this contest? Yeah, Billy, I've got Green Bay, 31-20. I, uh, again, I, I think Rodgers plays well. I think they get out ahead early. If, if, you look at the, if you look at the last couple of trips that these guys have made to the playoffs with LeFleur, Bill, uh, they got out in front of Seattle, I think, 21-3 to two years ago in the divisional round and, and then kind of rolled. And, and last year against the Rams, I think they were up 16-3 and then 25-10 and kind of had their way with it. it, it where they get into trouble, Bill, is, are, are those two conference championship games, for example. They were down to the 49ers, uh, 27-0. They were down last year to Tampa Bay, 28-10. They cannot play from behind in this game. And, Bill, I, I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to get an early lead. And then asking Garoppolo to try to lead a comeback at Lambeau Field is just going to be too much for San Francisco. So I've got the Packers by 11, Billy. Rob, always good, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Uh, great to have you, too, back in Milwaukee. Thanks, Bill. Awesome. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Rob Reichel joining us. Forbes.com, Conley Media, covers the Green Bay Packers. Good. He's got the Packers. I think everybody's picking the Packers. I don't know many people that aren't. If you're going to put your house on it, I think you're going with the Packers. If you got a little hedge money, maybe you stick it on 49ers just maybe for blanks and giggles, but I think everybody's pretty much picking the Packers in this upcoming contest. Uh, we're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break, come back. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. We're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers, going to hear from Aaron Jones in the next hour as well. Packers back on the practice field today. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. They got it all. Right now, 10 different things going on at, at Pella because right now you can do, first of all, year-round installation, certified installers. You've got, uh, you can do it in as little as a day when it comes to installation. When they come out for that free consultation, they'll measure twice, three, four, five times, get it right. Then they custom, custom cut, okay, custom assemble, custom install. It's perfect. You get many different uh, colors, qualities. You get different hardware. You get different features, whether it's the roll screen or the slider window, whatever it happens to be. Plus, right now, to the end of the month, five years, no interest, five months, no payments. How about that? So you don't even you can finish paying off all your Christmas bills by the time these things are even due. You got them right now. All the way through the end of the month, January 31st is when it ends. Set up your free, yes, free 
consultation. You can stop into any one of the experience centers as well. Green Bay, Brookfield, just west of Milwaukee, also Madison. Stop in, tell them we sent you. Set up that free in-home consultation. Call them, 855-PELLA, P-E-L-L-A, 855-PELLA-W-I, 855-PELLA-W-I, or you can check them out at PellaWI.com. PellaWI.com or just stop into the Experience Center and tell them we sent you. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers practice outdoors, and it was the first time reporters got to see the players up close since the bye. Receiver Marquez Valdez-Scaling was limited with the back injury he suffered in Detroit. Right tackle Billy Turner was full participation after missing the last four games with a sprained knee. What about left tackle David Bakhtiari, Matt LaFleur? He will not be out there today. Any concern there? Uh, No, I mean, just it's more load management and... um, like always, you guys get tired of me saying it, but we'll, we'll see how he's feeling tomorrow and in the next day and see where he's at on game day. Now, the Packers beat the 49ers week three on a last-second field goal. It was the start of a four-game losing streak for San Francisco. Since then, they've won five of their last six. How much has that helped their confidence? 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan. Our, our guys are real confident. Uh, I think they've been that way for a while. You know, it took us a while to earn that. The way this year started out, we went into the year confident, had some rough patches, but uh, we've been we've believed in our team for a while, and, and we've always felt we could play with anyone, and um, we've been doing that at some times, especially this last month or so, but uh, we feel real good about ourselves, and we're up for this challenge this week. 49ers receiver Debo Samuel not only had three catches against the Cowboys Sunday, he also rushed for 72 yards and a touchdown, lining up as a running back. The Packers' Devontae Adams was asked if he'd ever play running back. No, not for me. Not for me. It, I think it's cool for him. It's good for his body type. He, he's built more like that, uh, kind of like a, you know, a hybrid in between back and, and wide out. So um, it works well for him. And not that I couldn't do it, but I'm a receiver. So running the ball, I don't see that. I don't know if I have a rush in my career, but uh, we'll see. I told I told uh, Matt, give me a dive at the one-yard line. I can go over the top, maybe get over everybody. But some of those dudes, a little, little stocky in the middle. I think Debo built body-wise a little bit more for that. That's Devontae Adams. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Mike's always got good stuff. A couple of notes. Uh, you did have Bakhtiari back at practice today, so that's good news. Uh, Randall Cobb expected to be a, a participant in this upcoming game. Uh, we didn't kind of latch on to it for too long, but I did want to make a note last night, uh, the Badgers, just a, a couple of things I took away. Uh, I'll tell you what, Chucky Hepburn is kind of unheralded. With uh, Davison and Johnny Davis getting uh, a lot of the headlines, Chucky Hepburn, man, that guy's just, he's just hustle. He just gets it done. I like watching him play. Uh, the fact that they are shooting the lights out right now from beyond the arc, it almost seems like it's like everybody's just in a zone. It's like it's just money going up. And uh, they, they shot really well against Ohio State, and they shot really well again last night. They're going to need it against Michigan State coming up on Friday. But, uh, but I, was, I was impressed with the three-point shooting. And then, you know, it, it was a tough game. It a lot of defense in that contest, but they were able to get to the free-throw stripe. And uh, the fact that they're starting to get to some more points out of the bench, too, and not just relying on the starters, even though the starters, all starters, were in double digits. Um, just being able to, to, to be able to get more out of the bench and, and that just stifling defense and just the way they handle the basketball 
is so impressive. So good win last night for the Wisconsin Badgers. We'll hear a little bit more from a great guard coming up here at the bottom of the next hour uh, regarding that. And you got a big one tonight. You got the Bucks back at home at the Fiserv Forum. Uh, John Moran coming to town. So we'll see what happens there. Hopefully the Bucks can get back into their winning ways without Drew Holiday. Hopefully he gets back sooner rather than later. We'll hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up after the top of the hour. Always brought to you by our good friends. Love them. Quick trip. Man, I I don't think there's a day or two that goes by that I don't stop into a quick trip. Just love that place. And if you're going to be heading out on Saturday night, maybe up to the game, stop into the beer cave, get your tailgate essentials, maybe just get some of that good fried chicken and take it with you. You don't even have to cook anything. You don't even have to tailgate. You just eat it in the car and walk around. Take some of your beverages with you. Or if you're going to go home and watch the game, Pothole Pizza, man, that's the way to go. They got all kinds of good stuff over there at Quick Trip. Stop in and see for yourself. You know what I'm talking about. Come on. Quick Trip is fantastic. Another hour yet to go. The Bill Michael Show, we continue coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.